0: Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Ten Backwards. With Rick and
1: Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes.
2: Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Ten Backwards, the uh, Star Trek podcast from the UK. Uh, This time... We are continuing our discussion about Star Trek Voyages pilot and finale. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, I should probably introduce the people that are talking. The first person talking is me, Rick Everson. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined in my talking endeavours by uh, Will Turland. Hello. Gemma Turland. All right. And Rick Palmer. Hi there. Um I uh, hopefully you've listened to part one of this uh, of this talkathon, where uh, we discuss the Voyager pilot Caretaker, um, and now we're going to talk about the finale Endgame. So, uh, assuming you've listened to that, if you haven't, go back and listen to it first. It make more s- well make more sense as a bold claim, but you should probably listen to it anyway. And we'll get straight on with talking about Endgame. Uh, so, Endgame, uh, it's a it's the finale episode of voyager it uh, ties everything up so will we? Yeah.
3: yeah it's good great uh, yeah cool. anyway there we are that's good yeah, next, next week <laughs> listeners uh, um i you know endings are hard i think it is. I, yeah true yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i was thinking about this like with a, with a kicking off a story hmm. uh, is a, is a lot easier than bringing everything to a conclusion so it it does feel like with any season finale you can't satisfy everybody
4: i think um, i think from the way from, from the way you're speaking will i think we get a sense of how you feel about endgame uh, i do not know
3: i have i have mixed feelings about endgame and there is there's a lot i like about endgame but there are some things that I don't like about yeah, it. But, you know, I feel that way about a lot of stuff. I guess. <laughs> a lot of things.
2: Should we? Should think... we get into the nitty gritty? What? What are? What are your issues with Endgame, Will?
3: What, the, what? What? What do you see as the problems? What the fuck is your problem with Endgame? <laughs> yeah, what, what is your problem with Endgame? Well, guys, here it is. I, I, I think I think the main the main thing that I don't think is great about Endgame is that it, it is that it feels like. It's taken some ideas from the, the brilliant um, series finale, All Good Things, mm-hmm. for TNG. It kind of riffs on the. It riffs maybe a little bit too hard on that idea. Would you say
4: derivative?
3: I would say derivative. De- <laughs> if I can pronounce derivative, I would say it, Der- but I can't. And it also it also riffs pretty hard on. Like an, another brilliant episode before mm. did timeless, which we talked which, about not long ago. I think it absolutely
4: rips off timeless,
3: and it mm. yeah, it, it, and and for the, for those reasons, that's there. there's other like nitpicks about the plot that I'm not keen on, and and you know just things I feel like they maybe could have done a little mm. bit better. But but the yeah that that's that's the big thing for me is that it it, it feels like it, it's a combination of a few different episodes of Star Trek, all of which are, are slightly better than Endgame. <coughs>
0: I, uh, I, yeah, that's a really good
2: point. Sorry, Rick. I, I was going to say, I completely see your, your thing about Timeless. It is rehashing grounds that we tried with Harry Kim with Timeless in that a crew member in the future wants to come back and change the, the outcome of Voyager's final fate. Fair enough. Uh, just With the all good things um rip off though I'm, I'm not, I am don't know I kind of aside from the same future uniforms which for me is more of a matter of consistency because mm. those uniforms also cropped up in, in an episode of DS9 in, in showing the future ah. like, it's kind of yes time travel's involved to an extent but I kind of see it as kind of quite different
3: mm. well it's of. more I think it's the idea that we get a chance to, to go into the future and see what's <clears> happening <throat> with the characters you know in like 20 years time or so. I think the the, the, the opening of, um, the opening sort of episode almost of Endgame is set 23 years after <coughs> uh, Voyager has mm, set yeah. off on its quest, like 10 years after it's come back, Yeah, I think is what, is what the, the timescale is. And it, it feels like the, one of the great things about All Good Things is that you, you get to see what these characters are up to you know, years later, you get to see Picard in his chateau, and uh, Crusher's got her own medical ship, and and it, and it feels like the the idea. It feels like the writers kind of thought, "I, I want to do. We want to do something like that. We want to get everyone, mm. give everyone the chance to see those characters how they are in the future." But again, but Which like is- all good things, it's not. It's not a. It's not the real future. It's like mm. a a version of the future which never really comes to pass.
4: Well, it is the real future. It is one... It's a real future.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 I think... The thing for me was that in this finale, it's not really the Voyager crew that have control over the events that lead to them getting back to Earth. It's something... Something comes in and... Something like Admiral Janeway comes back comes back in time to sort of course correct their their journey because mm. of certain things that have happened because she feels like too many people were lost along the way. But we oh. we jo- but we join this story at a point where they're almost like characters that we don't know because they've been back for a long time. So yeah. the characters that we've le- the characters that we've sort of. Been watching for the past seven seasons. I mean, they're still they're still main characters in this story. They still have plenty to do, but but it's sort of like they're they're almost secondary to the main story. Whereas whereas they should be, you know, they should they should be the main the they should be the main characters of this story. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't dislike Endgame at all. In fact, I remember watching it the first time. I watched it. I absolutely loved it because of all the cool stuff that. That all the, the cool modifications that Voyager gets, like its ablative armor and stuff, and it's just so badass once they, once they do that. But watching it now, it's like <clears throat> Miss Finale. It it kind of involves an enemy that that became a main enemy in the series, but but ultimately, I don't know. I I think like like Will. I I just feel like it's not quite perhaps the story I would have liked to see resolve the the arc of the story that voyager was telling
4: yeah yeah i see yeah. what you say because all through they've been very uh, competent characters they've they've handled any danger that's come their way and suddenly they're just being led by the hand by future yeah future janeway who says you you, you can't handle this i'm here To teach you, to show you the way, to get you home, to drag you there if you have, if I have to. Yeah, 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 it infantilised them slightly. I guess they didn't
3: get themselves home; they had to be rescued by a, a future Janeway. Mm. But which
4: you know, I I, I I, But then that's, I mean, it is consistent with the Janeway character all the way through. It is consistent with her character. She is. For, you know i she's she's a stupendous wonderful kind i i i can't shut up about how amazing jane is but part of that part of how what makes her an astonishingly wonderful character is her massive flaws mm-hmm. and she is overbearing and she is blinkered and she doesn't she does she does just barrel through and that was that's you can see that that's how she would Deal with this situation if she became obsessed with the fact that she lost someone so precious to her.
3: Yeah.
2: Anyway, I, carry on. I, I, I see. I, I mean, and I, I kind of did always feel a bit like it's, it's always to me a shame that Voyager got home because Voyager from the future had to interject. But one of the things that struck me when I was watching this time is actually they essentially what, what are, are, main. Crew do is reject future Janeway in a plan, and then adapt it, and they they kind of talk future Janeway around and say, "Okay, you this this isn't right, but let, let's try this way." And they meld the plans a little bit, and the ultimate plan and how they get home isn't just Jane. Future Janeway does it for them. Future Janeway brings certain materials, but the, it's it's an integral plan. It, she becomes integral to the plan that overall they come up with.
4: But do they? They. I mean, yeah, you're right. She does change her plans, but it's not them, is it? It's Janeway and Janeway. It,
2: it is, but I think I think I think current Janeway makes the best plan out of the opportunity she's been presented, mm. without just letting future Janeway come in. I mean, it's, it was never going to be a smooth meeting with two Janeways. We saw that way back in Deadlock is not a woman who
3: yeah. can get on with herself. An- another episode, the end game, of take some ideas well, from,
4: yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I love the fact that Janeway never likes... Janeway and Janeway never get on. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. If a, yeah if, if a Janeway and a Janeway come in contact, oh boy, <laughs> stand back.
2: In, in fairness, though, Star Trek has a long history of this. Um, the two Rikers... Tom
0: and Will—they didn't get on. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say the two Ronnies. Yeah, but the two Ronnies are different Ronnies, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not—they're not the same Ronnie.
2: Split in two. Um, yeah. <laughs> you go back to Kirk and his transporter They—they they had to fight yeah. it out. Uh, even though they had to be recombined and put
3: back together, so data yeah. is evil twin. And uh, even Picard, in tapestry, Picard is is presented with a like an alternate version of himself. But yeah, he, it, and he doesn't like it. Oh, no. I think there is something really interesting about how you, you see coming across a version of yourself. Mm. And seeing everything that you don't like about yourself in that version. Well, the entire Mirror universe
2: spins off from that basic idea, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. The things that I really like about Endgame is all of the the Janeway on Janeway action. (laughs) (laughs) All of those scenes are great. What? No. Oh wait, wait! I can't.
4: Uh, this is uh, This is fan fiction. This is this is <laughs> a rabbit hole of fan fiction.
0: I'm not oh ooh, really yeah, yeah! Well, you gotta have a you gotta have a rabbit hole.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I'm not even going to indulge uh, that
3: <laughs> 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 that rabbit hole because <laughs> I feel like actually we already did that when we talked about deadlock. <laughs> we what, totally maybe you did.
4: It. Oh yeah. no, we did. Yeah, they got really close, didn't they? Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Um, anyway,
4: maybe. but no,
3: I, I like I like the the future Janeway um, slash current Janeway uh, conflict. I mm. think that's one of the episode's best yeah. strengths. Yeah. All that stuff's really good. I think it's really interesting that um, what Rick was saying about how it feels like a lot of this episode is is given over to some other characters, which really which are the same actors, but but mm. playing future versions of those characters and you like you could turn that around and say actually uh that's that's the strength of this episode as to how convincing the the writing and the the actors are at conveying you know these are the same actors Mm. that have always been on the show but you're utterly convinced that these are future versions themselves i think mostly mostly okay maybe harry kim harry
4: kim (laughs) (laughs) harry kim's just harry kim
5: he's just harry kim he's just he talks in a slightly gruffer voice i haven't come to one of these reunions in four years
1: why
5: i've been on a deep space assignment
1: for four years
5: (laughs) compared to how long i was on voyager it seemed like a long weekend
4: uh uh uh, barclay is always stupendous i mean he's he's a great actor um, at the name Oh,
3: Dwight Schultz. Dwight,
4: Dwight Schultz Schultz Schultz
3: Schultz. Schultz.
4: Um, yeah, he's, he's always a joy when Barclay's around. Um, yeah, the Barclay and uh, Doctor, or should I say, Joe? Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. Yeah.
4: Um, seems great. And the, I love that. I love that. I love how they're facing off, and Barclay's no, he's not going to tell him, and then off screen he's
1: obviously
4: told him but I love the the way that's done
0: you're stammering wretch so I haven't heard you do that in years I think you do know where she is she is one of the most decorated officers
5: in all of Starfleet history I'm um, sure she can take care of herself you wouldn't be saying that unless she was doing something dangerous
0: you are putting words in my mouth. Tell me where she is, Reg.
4: Because yeah. he's so he's so steadfast. He's not going to. time not. No. 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 Everything's fine. Everything's mm. fine. And then it it reveals that he obviously did tell him. Told him
1: everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: That's that's a lovely off screen. You know. Obviously, usually we complain when something happens off screen, but in this situation, it, I think it works beautifully.
2: Yeah. For, I, I was thinking, and in terms of what you're saying about this, this finale, can be accused of maybe being a bit derivative. Though, we're like, we're, we're facing off a TNG villain, we've got a TNG support character, and you know, and as much as it's great to see the future versions, we're we're doing time travel again, which voyages maybe I don't know the phrase "done to death" kind of springs to
4: mind. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I. To, Going back to your TNG support character, I don't. I, Barclay's been in, been in Voyager enough to say that he's spanned the two series,
3: I would say. I uh, yeah, I guess it feels like this his, quite a, integral. his, integral. yeah, yeah, his, appearance no, it feels warranted, yeah, because yeah. he is their main connection in yeah. the Alpha Quadrant. It, I suppose. And I
2: don't want to take away from his Voyager appearances, but I was just thinking. If if you were to make a list of things in this episode that were taken yeah. from TNG, yeah. it, it starts mounting up, doesn't it? Even if you think you know, Voyager had a lot of Borg activity, but.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: I think I think Voyager tried to take. Um, we, we could have a whole episode on Voyager and the Borg. Um, Voyager tried to make Borg theirs, but they just ended up
0: yeah drawing the I just I just feel by the point of Endgame the Borg weren't even a Voyager main villain anymore Right? Like, we had that period with the Borg I mean we had 709 mm. but, but I think there was that but I think the peak era of, of Voyager having the Borg as an arch enemy were sort of that era like that end of season 3 beginning of season 4 and, and carrying on from that point onwards like but it was mostly to do with Seven. It was sort of Seven's connection to the collective. It was Seven that the <clears throat> the Boar Queen was fascinated with. And, yeah. Um and I don't think I don't think Endgame is derivative. I just personally I just think that it's not it's not the kind of story I think I would have that I think Voyager could have ended with. I think I think ultimately it was a brave decision to have a show where a ship is stranded a long way from home because ultimately the true answer is that you would need maybe, I don't know, twenty seasons mm. <laughs> to, to, to tell the story if you wanted to. Well, or seventy five. Or, or you could have or you could have an answer or you could just leave it or you could you could have a finale like Timeless and just say that it's better to Survive than to try and get home, or to try mm-hmm. and cheat your way home and die, and leave it open-ended. Like in um, in Stargate Universe, that yeah. show got cancelled, so they sort of left that show with with them um, would not be with people not knowing if they ever got home. Yeah, <clears throat> which uh, you know, and uh, Quantum Leap as well. Quantum Leap is a show where That's I amazing. think they kind of kind of sort of unceremoniously just say Sam Beckett never got home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I completely understand that they, they needed to craft an episode which ultimately saw Voyager get home. And I can see why they did what they did. But I just think given given the nature of Voyager, Voyager itself and the stories that they've told and the sort of the the challenges that the crew has faced... It would have just been great to have a story where the crew themselves fashioned a way home rather mm-hmm. than there being some sort of outside influence to help them get home. But mm-hmm. yeah. that's, that's just me spitballing about what I'd like to see. I guess it's yeah. not really germane to to the finale itself.
4: <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. Speaking. Yeah. Can... Sorry. No, no, carry on, Rick, you start first.
2: Well, no, because I'm going to ask a sort of slightly different question. So. Oh, you... OK
4: um going back to the, the the problem with the the Borg suddenly being the focus again i mean they, they it is logical that they have wormhole technology and they yeah. that's what they use to travel around so it would it, it is logical that they would have the gateway to get back to the alpha
3: quadrant so yes. i think we saw that transwarp we uh, saw like a transwarp yeah. corridor Trans- in tng yeah
4: yeah so
3: Before, i think something so. else from
4: tng <laughs> yeah yeah well no but to be fair though they do share this physically share the same universe so yeah, they're gonna yeah. have the same things So yeah. if people are gonna start getting panickety about that then you can you can you can say what the fuck is um o'brien doing on on ds9 and he was one of the best characters on Warp. so you can't yeah. you can't and, you know, unless it's used poorly, you can't complain about there uh, being crossovers. Yeah,
0: but there were the Vardwa like there were the space corridors as well, weren't there? Um, that could have been that the network that the Vardoir used. And the slipstream,
2: like, slipstream drive. Mm. Yeah,
0: and and then and they do in that episode, Dragon's Teeth. They do, they do seem to set up. Potentially that the, the Vardwa will come back, the, or that they've re, they've kind of woken up some some kind of enemy, that might kind of come back to face them, but we do we never see them directly again, do we?
3: No, oh, you love Dragon's Teeth so much, Rick. <laughs> oh, it's such a good episode. <laughs> it is. It is a really good episode. I mean, I'm in
2: agreement with Rick here. Um, it's brilliant, and I would love to have seen some follow up on the Vardwaul.
3: Yeah, no, it is it is good. I I agree. Um, um, one of, one of the things, one of my other nitpicks is another way that they could have potentially got home. I know, like, I do, I, do, I, I really enjoy Endgame. I think it's got some really good stuff on it, and it, it feels mean to kind of lay into it too hard. But I guess it's hmm. better to, maybe better to get all of our negatives out at the and beginning. we all
4: said we like it. That's, that's, yeah, why, yeah, I, I, that's I, I, why I,
0: I d- still really like it. I just,
4: yeah, it's, yeah. you
2: know, it's. That's why I asked The problems with it first. So we can get onto the more positive
3: yeah.
4: stuff. So, really what's yeah.
3: Here's another problem. Like the so 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 the the story is that Janeway, future Janeway, um, uh, years after um, Voyager gets home, decides that she wants to Voyager to get home better mm. because <laughs> there are certain uh, the crew members that were lost on the way yeah. that she would have liked to have got back. And yeah, um, one. In particular. And I, I i think that motivation is fine yeah and yeah. i I'm, I'm on board with that but um so she gets a a crazy crazy powerful time travel device from the klingons like the klingon black market I yeah guess. yeah
1: i
4: guess i mean Klingons made it they just they just got they it just got it a guy in the pub
3: klingon maybe. klingon ebay <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe, maybe what we see in discovery because we we see that in Discovery, Klingons have, like, crazy time stones. Maybe it's some oh, kind of... Oh, yeah. In my head, Canon, I'm thinking it's, like, it's something that maybe yeah, that's why they have yeah. that technology. That, that
4: works.
3: But that that piece of technology will not even... Not only will it allow her to travel back in time, it'll allow her to travel all the way to the Delta, point mm, in, like, seconds. and some time. And... The reason that they don't use that device to, to get Voyage at home is that there's like one line from future Harry Kim where he's like, oh, it, it looks like this probably would only work once, <laughs> probably would burn out, and you wouldn't be able to use it to get back again. Jamie's
5: like, oh, it always was a one-way trip. This device of Carath's, it produces too much tachyokinetic energy. It could burn itself out by the time you get where you're going. You wouldn't be able to get back. I always assumed it was a one-way trip,
3: which is cool. It's a cool. <laughs> then she line. <laughs> spit. <on> the floor. <laughs> yeah! But I was just like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This this is like the most powerful, incredible thing that they've ever found in Star. <laughs> Not only can you travel through anywhere in time that you want, to, you can go into any." quadrant of the galaxy it's like at least give that over to the to the voyager science crew let them spend a few years looking at it and find yeah. a way to get it working again and that's more of a thing use that instead of the, the dangerous <laughs> yeah. borg transwarp conduit thing it's like forget that go and hide in a nebula yeah or somewhere nice yeah. just
4: go to like a nice
3: planet take yeah. a few years get, get that device back up and running. Because that's the most powerful thing that mm-hmm. any of you have ever seen. reverse. But, Engineer it, work it out. Yes. Yeah. But as soon as Future Janeway right. gets, gets back in time, like, uh, they don't even mention that device again. It's just.
4: Because it's like, because with time travel, as soon as you get there, you've got to go really fast.
1: <laughs> because that's <laughs> yeah. how
4: time travel works. Go back in time, go really fast. Yeah. Don't stop to think.
2: Yeah, I, I think but this it, is the thing that's plagued Voyager all the time. Though they've put unnecessary time limits on, they've they've rushed people, and and not always for good, for good reason. So as soon as January yeah. comes back, and like 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 Gemma says, it's a rush. Why is it a
1: rush?
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's it. yeah. But I mean, I guess it's it's just it's actually because kind of it sort of exposes a bit of a plot contrivance that they, they needed a way for Janeway to get back in time and to the Delta Quadrant. So they came up with a device that would allow her to do that. Yeah. Whereas really, if you think about it, that device <laughs> is, is an incredible <laughs> piece of technology. Yeah, it's so magic, like basically. That. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But, you know, and it, it's, it just feels like that's a little bit of sloppy... Storytelling. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a nitpick.
4: Right? It's convenient, isn't it? It's convenient storytelling. It's because yeah. the plot says it has to be so.
3: At least, at least they acknowledge it with the extent that they do have Harry Kim. At least have a line that says we can't use that thing again. Yeah. Even though I don't, they didn't sell that well enough. I think. <laughs> but I, okay, at least. It wasn't like they forgot about
2: that in the episode. They no, yeah, they did address it, it yeah. I, I mean, I do feel like you, you referenced time, the time crystals in Discovery. And actually, Discovery makes a fairly big point that it's they can't get that many time jumps out of a single crystal kind of thing. So kind of at least it's reasonably consistent that, you know, stick a time crystal in, it's not the be-all and end-all power source of time travel. Depending on your tech, you're going to get a little bit of time jumping out of it and that would be it.
3: So. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe you could put all of... Okay, you could say, okay, fine, we won't use any of the temporal uh, side of the crystal. We'll just use the incredible... Spatial. space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fact that you can travel 70,000 years <laughs> in an instant. We'll use that bit of the crystal. I
2: don't know. Um, there's one, one thing I was going to ask because a, a, a complaint I've seen raised about Endgame is that it ends... And the Voyager crew don't even set foot on
1: Earth. Yeah.
2: How, how, do you, how do you guys feel about that as an ending? Yeah, I,
0: think that's, I really- think that's a good point. I think. Yeah. I think there should have at least been seen scene, some scenes where they're back on Earth. Maybe even an episode set after they get back. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I was, yeah, I was thinking that, that. I oh, wow. I did read that there was a, there was a rumor that originally there was going to be like a ten episode arc oh, wow. in which Voyager would get back to Earth like I don't know like halfway through that arc and you would then have some episodes set back on Earth mm-hmm. um, obviously that isn't what happened um, but I I do feel like as a counter argument to that you could say and I, this isn't what I actually think because <laughs> I, I agree You're with that playing point
4: devil's
3: but you could say alright, where do you end the story of Voyager what's, what's the, what is important after, after Voyager gets back to the Alpha Quadrant, is there anything that's more important than that well, I
2: just, is, just there's a there's... short two minute epilogue thing yeah they could see all the older crew putting their children on the Hogwarts Express. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I think I think the problem with that is that they'd already done that at the mm. beginning. Mm. Where... You didn't have to see them in the future, though, did
4: you? You had to see them now, getting home. Harry Kim yeah. finally seeing his parents, his mum, with the clarinet.
3: Yeah here's your clarinet Harry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paris, Paris reconciling with his
2: father yes. Yes. DS9 yeah. did it beautifully at the end of what yeah. of what we leave behind is um, with, everyone just you know where they're going they've all got their assignment even yeah. if it's just five minutes at the end of the episode yeah. they've landed and it's like two weeks later they've been debriefed and they're setting off and they just have that little goodbye with each other like, you know, mm. some of them are going to go off to new assignments you know, we don't, we don't even know what happens to the Marquis. No. And they no, raise
4: that, no, I mean, they no, raised that true. in season, exactly. season
2: six, I they're, think.
4: And they're still technically criminals, yeah. aren't they?
1: Yeah.
4: And there's also, there's the, there's a, there, is a, there is a beautiful um, moment during the episode, I think it's early on in the episode, I can't quite remember. Yes, it is. Um, when Harry's trying to get Paris to go into the nebula... To to try and f- find their way through, and and he's saying, "What's wrong? Why? Why? Where is your sense of adventure? Don't you want to go home?" And Paris says, "I am home."
5: If we go to the captain together, she'll be much more likely to approve my plan. I don't want her to approve it. Where's your sense of adventure? I left it in that nebula, and I'm not going back for it. Don't you want to find a way home? I am home, Harry. Yeah. My yeah. wife.
4: Here, who is about to give birth to my child this is my home mm, yeah. and there's no there's nothing addresses that how many other people feel that and nothing addresses that
3: yeah yeah what, like it's
4: it gonna be like for seven yeah
3: i was gonna say yeah well we yeah. find
4: out <laughs> of course but that's yeah, well, yeah. No, absolutely that's yeah
2: but yeah, in the immediate term, what happens to the marquee? How does Seven adapt to that? What does how does Paris yeah. reconcile life back on Earth? Yeah, is his wife going to be put in prison? Mm. Is he raising morale on her, on her own? On his own, you know.
3: It does feel like from a from a from a screenwriting point of view, the easiest thing to do is say, "And Voyager got home, and everyone was happy, and roll credits," <laughs> <laughs> because that's it's almost like how do you kind of fit all those things in and, and satisfy all of those
1: mm.
3: finales? but but in um uh, in in babylon five in the the fourth season the you get the climax of the story mm-hmm. which is which is kind of a like a, a uh, like an attack on earth mm. and then you get a whole episode dedicated to an epilogue basically and it's um it's not, any, it's not the most exciting episode, but it does tie up all the loose ends,
1: mm. uh,
3: and it, it, it does feel like Voyager could have done with that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet, there is a part of me that thinks. If they had done that, would I be sat here no, moaning in an no. alternate universe? when I be? Going, <laughs> Do you know what they should have done? They should have just bloody ended it when they got no, back to the end. No, anthem.
4: I don't think you would. I don't think you would say
2: that. <sighs> no,
3: might. done well, it could have been a beautiful episode.
4: Yeah, mm. I know. I think something. Some. It doesn't even have to be an episode, but just something to show them back home. Yeah and just a glimpse of the fact that they're back home. You never got the fact yeah. that they're back home for the characters. You saw the ship, you saw other ships, and that was it. Do
2: you know what's a really yeah. good episode of Star Trek? It's home, Enterprise, since season four of Enterprise. After the Zindi incident, and after the time travel to Space Nazi in World War II thing, basically the whole thrust of the episode is Archer gets debriefed about the Zindi- the the war, um, the incident, and the expanse, and um, and that's essentially it. The crew talk about what they're going to do next. Are they going to keep staying on Enterprise? Are they going off? Very little happens. The biggest action part of that is Archer has a nightmare about fighting Zindi when he's climbing a mountain, and that is it. Mm. That sort of an episode would have worked yeah.
1: perfectly. Mm. Yeah,
2: family. Getting...
0: an episode. There's an episode yeah. um, called Family yeah. uh, after. Um, best of both worlds is just really good like a really good episode actually um yeah, the car goes those... back to the family ranch and there's a there's a great subplot with Worf as well which isn't mm-hmm. to do which isn't really to do with the events of um, best of both worlds but it's just a lovely story yeah it's just wharf and his parents and um, but yeah i completely agree i think we could I think, have stood well, a finale
2: where everyone just takes stock of what of their lives and how being on Seven years on Voyagers has affected them and what they're going to do next.
3: And I fucking would have loved
2: that episode.
3: That's something yeah, you could yeah. do in, in TV that you you couldn't do with a film necessarily. <laughs> mm. And it, it it almost felt like they approached the finale like it was a like it was a like it was a film yeah, and they had yeah. to tell that story. Whereas actually, if you think about it, like a TV show, you have got the time mm. to do that. You know, but yeah, get them home an episode earlier and, and have a, a massive. Conclusions. Mm-hmm.
4: And, I, yeah. I, and I have to say, uh, we watched it last night and I nearly fell asleep halfway through it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Which, to my mind, shows that there was some slowdown and filler in the middle that they could have cut out. So yeah, they, have
3: they,
1: time. Could have, they
0: could have got back 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. I, I think to as to well to in, to... in this episode in Endgame, um, Janeway is still haunted by her decision in caretaker to not use the array to not just go Mm -hmm. straight back Mm -hmm. home
5: am i the only one experiencing deja vu here what are you talking about seven years ago you had the chance to use the caretaker's array to get voyager home instead you destroyed it i did what i knew was right you chose to put the lives of strangers ahead of the lives of your crew you can't make the same mistake again
0: and she has this ability she has this opportunity to to use this technology now this kind of Klingon magic um to, and and Federation future knowledge to kind of construct this means for for Voyager to get home, um, and I think you know the writers of of the series they probably wanted to have that happy ending where they did get home, but mm. I think Gemma, what you raise is a really good point: is that it would have been really interesting if they just had that res- had that kind of. Realization that, like Tom Paris, has that they are home. Like, this the seven years of their voyage Mm. that we see so far has made them a family, and Voyager is Mm. their home, and Mm. they don't need to take a shortcut home, whatever happens, happens. But you could, I guess, you can't leave a series like that, you can't leave it open ended, saying,
1: No,
2: they they kind of have that moment
0: though, with Harry's
2: To the Journey speech, though, because Harry's the most. You know, I want to get home, and he's and he has it, he makes a speech and says, You know what? At the end of the day, it's the journey, we're on this journey yeah. together. and You, you people I'm with on this journey are my family, so yeah. and, and all characters have that really. So, I kind of think that is in there a little bit. Um, although in, in a way, I always feel like the writers are trying to dangle a red herring saying, We might not send them home though, we might have them, we might keep them out there, we might end it <laughs> like that, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I, mean, I don't believe them for a
4: second, but i think that to me that was the explanation of the ending that's why we're just going to end when they get home because it's not about the ending it's about the journey
3: uh right so so it's like harry kim was turning to the audience kind of saying yeah you know guys guys, it's about the flipping journey (laughs) yeah (laughs) not the ending so just to be warned it's not like a proper ending yeah
5: (laughs) maybe it's not the destination that matters maybe it's the journey if that journey takes a little longer, so we can do something we all believe in, I can't think of any place I'd rather be, or any people I'd rather be with.
0: I, I feel <laughs> I feel sorry for the doctor because I'm guessing. Well, I mean, will the did the doctor go home and become, decided to name himself Joe and
4: I know and meet his wife? But that's yeah. another thing. What about all these lives that that possibly didn't even happen? Yeah. What? What's
3: her name? The the daughter of Oh Naomi um, Wildman's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think I, I, yeah. That that at times when I've watched Endgame, that has annoyed me. But then, but then I kind of think, but this was Janeway's Mm. decision. Like it's okay to feel that way because it was Janeway. It's on Janeway. It's on future Janeway that she's thought. Yeah, I don't care. Mm. Uh, because
4: I need to do this. I need to do I need this. To get I need to get seven back. Which seven, is my what, the yeah.
3: daughter that I never had uh, yeah. has died. I cannot get over that. I am going to selfishly change yeah. history. And I and I think and particularly this time when I watched her I thought, I, you know what, that is in keeping with Jane Wynne's character. Yeah. I mm-hmm. believe that she would do yeah, that yeah. actually. And um, and actually, I think that's one of the. That's, that's maybe one of the strengths of Endgame.
4: It's um, character-driven in, in that respect. Yeah. Because yeah. now, now
3: we know that, thanks to that, each of has had a long and happy... Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well.
3: there, is, there is one more um, heavy uh, problem with this episode that we should address. We don't have to address it too hard. Is this the elephant it, in the room? Um, yes, it is. If if by elephant in the room you mean the unconvincing romance in the episode, that's yeah. exactly what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Do you know when I when I rewatched it, it it didn't bother me so it's much. Because so this you were is, attuned to it. Yeah, this is the Seven and Chicote romance, and it it felt like they they crowbarred it in at the end because they kind of. They, they kind of wanted to have like a romance in the episode. Like they sort of thought, "Oh, well, we need to. It's the final. It's the end. Let's pair a couple of characters up." Maybe. Why not? Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, not...
4: to be fair, there have been pres- there is precedent though. Yeah. she did have the um the the fake dates the creepy fake dates with Shikote. Yeah, she did. Um, um, so obviously there was an attraction for her there and you know who's gonna say no?
3: And what it does give us is a is one of my favourite scenes in that whole episode. It's that bittersweet moment where the doctor mm, discovers wow. that, that Seven is is sort of dating Shikote in real life and it's it's really underplayed. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really painful, and it. I just, it's it's. It just makes me think she, she, she could have ended up with a
0: doctor. Oh, no. you know. And... Once the failsafe is gone, you'll be free to pursue more intimate relationships.
5: I'm aware of that. If you decide
0: you need help with that aspect of your humanity, I'm always at your disposal.
5: I appreciate that. Really? Yes but I already have all the help I need.
3: And yet I really like that, that scene yeah. where it feels like that all comes from the actors rather than the, the dialogue that's written, the way that they play it. Yeah. Well, we, we said yeah. in the
2: previous episode that uh, Robert Picardo's performance is what really makes the Doctor. And I think that particular scene, yeah, that undercurrent of, a, of disappointment you can see played on his face. It's so, yeah. It's like,
3: damn, he really is in love with her. Mm. And is not that sort of unrequited love more a more interesting story than if oh. her and the Doctor had got together? I don't I don't, know. I don't know. Like it gives us more to talk about, you it know. Does. And it it feels like it's feels like it's sort of realistic in the way that that's the way the universe goes. Yeah. You know, sometimes the course of true love doesn't run. Mm. yeah i mean i think i think the the sort of bigger problems is the 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 kind of lack of chemistry between yes seven and jakota and, and how how sort of sudden and not, not, not entirely convincing that relationship is but
2: well, there's a there's, there's a story floating around that robert beltran said He basically dared the writer Because Brandon Braga at the time was dating Jerry Ryan And he sort of basically says "Oh, Because you're dating her You'd never write a scene where Chakotay and Seven got together So Brandon Braga was like Fuck you man, I I so would (laughs) (laughs) That's not a great basis To decide a fucking (laughs) plotline
3: man (laughs) Because the actor dared you
1: Um,
3: I feel feel like I've made my peace with it over Over the years It happened, it's there it, it doesn't bother me as much.
4: The problem is first, that they, it, it's it's when they set up things like these two characters, um, the Doctor and uh, Seven of Nine, had chemistry. Yeah, and they were close. Chakotay and and Janeway had chemistry, yeah, and they yeah. were close. Mm. That so, but they the writers decided that wasn't going to happen, and it doesn't work when it's just it doesn't when it doesn't.
1: When it
2: doesn't
4: it's organically it. go along with the characters, it mm.
1: doesn't
2: work. And some of it is they they write it to service Seven, mm. so Seven is the one who had an episode around discovering a humanity and just like having holodeck dates with the holographic Chakotay. Seven yeah. is yeah. the one who hears that. She'll die, and it'll upset Chakotay. So she withdraws from their relationship. Seven's the one who's like got a dating—it's a yeah, you know, almost echoing Data's dating program. She's got dating mm. research and doing that. Chakotay's very passive in the whole thing
1: yeah.
2: because consistently yeah. over seven years they've underwritten Chicote and give, not giving him any interesting fucking stuff to do.
1: No.
2: Um, and I just yeah, so that's kind of a thing. More more than the out of nowhereness, it's the fact that. Chicoté's, you know, just a cardboard cutout in, in his own bloody relationship. Bless him.
4: Plus, yeah, yeah. and then also that the Chicoté's um, character fact in the future is that he's dead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the <a> great. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, what are we going to do with Chicote?
0: <laughs> it was weird. Oh. I, I thought it was weird that at that, <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that celebratory reunion there were just these two gravestones just just with just with hats on. I thought, well, what are they doing? What, what's that all about? Even at the end, though, they can't give Chicote
2: a really meaty story. It's like, okay, how, how did future Chicote die? Did he save the ship heroically? Yeah. Did he throw himself in front of a. No, he, he got sad and died. for fuck's sake I mean
1: yeah
3: I think I think the writers hated him (laughs) I love that um, that it was like Janeway definitely wants to go back in time and change history for the sake of seven yes her surrogate daughter not because Chicote's died. It's just like, and also, I suppose Chicote might survive. Yeah, him. added bonus Chicote won't be yeah. so sad he died. <laughs> it's a little cherry <laughs> on the cake, and it's like the cherry that you don't really. You, you wouldn't be fussed oh, about it's eating. The, that.
4: It's a slightly shriveled one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's brush, past its
3: prime. You'd brush <laughs> it off, or you'd eat it. But, but then, then if wouldn't.
4: you found it on your plate, you'd be like, nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like okay. I've got nothing else.
2: <laughs> um, I, I do want to get onto the positives of this thing, but just one last thing. Okay, I didn't, I also I, have a, yeah, I didn't care for future Tuvok and
4: what his know. condition. Oh, see mm, that I've got that. I yeah, I've got a lot to say about the Tuvok future I, character. Not, but one one thing I uh, have a problem with is the inconsistency of aging makeup. <laughs> um, okay, because um Harry seems to have aged dramatically in those was it twenty years how was it ten years twenty years since they got home about
0: it's about, and he's like, it's about 26 cause it's it's twenty six years because it's twenty three so it's twenty three it took twenty three years for them to get home, so that means that's another sixteen years yeah journeying and then it's a ten year anniversary yeah, so I think it's twenty six years but so Harry's yeah he's been, like.
4: He's like grey. He's fake, about fifty, maybe hair, and he's lined. And um, uh, Paris is 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 balding and pouchy. Janeway, Janeway's got yeah, yeah, hair.
1: yeah,
4: yeah, and that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm and also, Belana, um, um, slightly grey hair, a little bit, a little bit grey around the eyes.
3: But but so you know. Maybe like uh, maybe Klingons live longer. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine
4: then. That's right. all right. That bit.
3: Uh, two two The Vulcans live for a long. They time, do.
4: They, two. So? Why? Well, yeah. That's
3: that's too long.
2: I'm I'm. <laughs> do, do you know, I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend that, that those makeup decisions just on the grounds of you know for once in Hollywood they're suggesting that the older lady stays attractive and the men well, don't that's... age as well.
4: A very good point, point.
2: and I think that's a nice reversal of the normal Hollywood attitude towards aging.
3: Like yeah, that's me. true. The old yeah, thing. the older yeah, guys look like shit.
4: He was in it for long. Time.
3: Yeah, I think it's around the practical <laughs> fact that she was a bigger character so and <laughs> didn't have to do they just, her makeup. They just
4: had to do some on her neck. Give <clears throat> her old person.
3: No, like you can't, yeah,
2: get a wattle. I'm sticking yeah. with the men age like shit, but the ladies <laughs> the age, like, age like, like I would bother but them the like part. they like yeah. they like to be bothered.
1: Only <laughs> <laughs> in the right way.
0: How do like, they like to be bothered, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> I refer you to the pilot caretaker.
4: Yeah, but only in the right way, guys. You know. <laughs> Don't don't mess about bothering
3: her wrong. The wrong way to be bothered be like. If I was like Gemma, no, don't, Gemma, don't, don't, Gemma, don't, don't, Gemma don't have you ever, have you seen no. this on memory no. alpha? Would you believe this Listen, listen to this trivia about
4: hair? <laughs> <laughs> Look what I watched on TikTok.
3: Gemma, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Look at this. Look at this I can do this dance.
3: <laughs> wrong way to be bothered.
4: <laughs> um but yeah going back to Tuvok see mm. ah, i find i find the Tuvok dilemma which is what i'm going to call it now really interesting um cuz from what i hear from you rick you didn't like future tuvok
2: is that right but i just feel that tuvok having a mental breakdown of some kind is overused it a
4: mental breakdown it was it was a degenerative
2: disorder i know but too far, loosening his faculties has been done to death on Voyager.
1: But in, he has in various
2: methods. Disorder. Yeah, I, 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 I know that. I just feel that wasn't the story they should have used. <laughs> I just, I just feel you know they they had that great story riddles where uh, maybe he just really does that well. That's his
1: thing. Yeah,
2: I just, I, he's good at, he's
4: good at, at going nuts. Yeah. In, a, in a in a gentle way.
2: Yeah, I just. I just thought, oh, Tuvok. Tuvok's, Yeah, they're just doing that thing to Tuvok again, which they've done. Yeah. Long range sensors are detective. no trace. Her disappearance
0: remains a mystery. I am deeply concerned. What are you concerned about, Tuvok? Her disappearance. Who? Five three three one seven one five three.
4: See, my my problem was that it was. It's tragic that the story of Tuvok he will degenerate he he has this disorder he has alzheimer's basically space mm. alzheimer's yeah and he's going to degenerate the same with picard as well and they they found a nice way out of that um, um and that was i i mean i i do love tragedy so this is my own personal tastes but so this is this is this like cloud on this character's horizon he, this is going to happen and he knows it and that is, that's such a, a character story <laughs> unless he gets home in time and then it'll be fixed um, so uh, they go okay. through all of this the story of getting them home in time and then you assume it's just going to be fixed and everything's fine mm. with that character, oh, he's, he's, he's fine now, so that whole story of him having to face his well, it, it, if you look at um pike if you look at the what is amazing about captain pike he knows what's going to happen to him in the future and yet he carries on and that that is that is that shows the strength of his character that that's an amazing thing and you have that with tuvok
3: yeah that's true you
4: also have the, the the flip switch in his fight isn't he, he's going to be okay
3: yeah is it that it's like it's, it feels like that, that plot element was there just as another motivation yeah. for future Janeway to come back rather than something they were really that interested in exploring mm. I think it's also a useful contrivance to avoid the whole thing that Tuvok would
2: have gone with her
1: mm, there's, yeah. there's no way Tuvok would have
2: let Janeway face something like that alone if he had been in full command of his faculties
3: yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe actually. Because yeah. um,
2: we go back to the pilot, you know, the, the Janeway 2 of our friendship is so strong. In that, and it's such a marvellous thing. I love it through Voyager. I don't think it gets enough airplay. It but doesn't, yeah. I no. Maybe, maybe if it was overdone, it wouldn't be as good. I mean, it's one of those things. I, but,
4: uh, I don't think they ever go in. To, to be honest, I, I don't think they ever they talk about it. But I don't think they ever actually show it enough.
2: I, th- I think the strength of it comes from the actors playing it up more than the writers. Yeah. The writers don't give it enough credence. What they do give it, the actors make so- do so well with that it, it becomes much more powerful than um, otherwise would have
0: been. Yeah, I think you make a good point that if um, Tuvok had been fully compos mentis in the f- future when we see them, he would have either stopped Janeway or, or gone with her. Mm. So you need to kind of incapacitate him mm-hmm. to take him out yeah. of the equation to allow to allow the main story to happen, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, at least they didn't kill him off from being sad, so...
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, should, should, we see, should we find some positives about it? <laughs> yeah, I think we're fifty-one minutes in, and we've also basically liked game, but we spent that time ripping the shit out of it. Maybe we should say some things that we think are good about the episode. Okay, Alice Creed coming back as the
2: Borg Queen. Yeah, that's cool. That was brilliant.
3: Oh, it's cool, but then <sighs> we—I got into a bit like a bit of a, a bit of a nitpick with it because I kind of thought the fact that. <laughs> Um, the Borg Queen gets recast in Voyager Mm. actually makes sense Mm. because her physical body is destroyed in First Contact and so it makes sense that the Borg Queen is the same character but she has a different body but then in the finale they bring back confusingly (laughs) she's got the same body that she had in Uh First Contact I don't
2: interpret that as being the exact same body as First Contact I just figured there's like several very similar bodies no, they they, can but they, don't, they don't recreate
4: organic substance do they they have the organic
2: individuals yeah um, but they could clone they, they don't do that though but they no, might they if, if there was a specific um ne- if, no, there is no precedent for that well that no, I'm, I'm i'm spitballing obviously it can't be don't the same be. one because she's dead uh but whether they have a very close genetic match uh, they do say in Best of Both Worlds, the Borg assimilation rewrites DNA. So if they rewrite DNA to a very similar set for each Borg queen, then maybe ultimately they do essentially genetically rewrite someone to be almost identical. And they might have a little, a little collection of Borg queens. Three or four types. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I, like, I mean, I guess... The, th- the thing is, they wanted to bring back the actress from the <laughs> movie. I mean, she's great she's doing it,
4: Great actress, and she she yeah,
3: she does it very well. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, you know, I I think she's cool in it. Hmm. I th- I I think that counts as a positive, even though I I <laughs> I, I nitpicked it. I, 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 about. You know. But to be
0: fair, like the, the bald ball queen, like she kind of gets put together, doesn't she? Like she she exists as a sort of a like she's not a drone that's always. Just the body, her 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 bits kind of come together, like mm. her her kind of head and shoulders and knees and knees and toes and and they all get kind of kind of brought together. So maybe I don't know, maybe maybe like that, like it's just a head. Maybe they just cloned her head.
3: <laughs> yeah, because it is just a head and shoulders in <laughs> um first contact isn't it so yeah maybe she there's like seven or eight of heads all around
0: like Crichton, like oh, Crichton then like krighton spare heads yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah exactly
0: yeah
2: there's, there's your alice cream spare head there's your Susanna thompson spare head there's probably some others that we may see in the future or never at all i always feel that the ball queen herself is a specific Consciousness spread out amongst the collective that can any point be downloaded into a specific prepared built body. That was my was my interpretation. She's the embodiment of the collective, so she's she she takes a physical form when it's convenient or appropriate, but the physical form is built and it just contains consciousness that's essentially the sum of the collective.
0: Yeah, I I think the poor queen exists because they weren't able to kind of carry forward the great original idea of the Borg, which is that there's no individuality. Mm. It's a gestalt consciousness, but it's really hard to it's really hard to kind of have a gestalt consciousness as an arch enemy
2: because yeah, you, you don't have because you
0: can't really scene. you can't really hate it because there's no, no there's no, that, yeah. there's there's no singular life. there's no singular individual to hate or 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 be or see as an enemy. It's hard it's yeah. hard to. On-screen
2: drama works if you've got two people faced off. Yeah, Largely, doesn't it? I mean, yes, there's a an moment, amazing moment at Best of Both Worlds where Picard literally speaks into the void of the Borg ship um, and it's, they'd say freedom is irrelevant, self-determination is irrelevant and so, and there's just an echoing voice comes back at them, But there's probably more drama played out over the course of Star Trek when there's a face and that's why they assimilated Picard ultimately is they needed a face, they needed a a voice for the Borg to make it an effective villain.
3: I mean, I, one one negative is that maybe um, Alice Creed doesn't get quite enough screen time. Um, she, she's really only in a few scenes. It would have been nice to. I mean, they don't they don't really have time. There's a lot of story crammed mm. into Endgame, so they do, they don't really have the time. But it would have been nice to seen a bit more of her, even. I think it would have. Yeah, she is really good.
0: Anyway, good things that we
3: liked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we We'd already said talked about how. I I think that the older Janeway and younger Janeway,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, dynamic is really good, mm-hmm. and I love I love the idea that you might meet your younger self, and learn something from your younger self, and. I love the whole the kind of thematic idea that she's given up coffee in the future, mm. and when she comes back. Uh, like, you know, she's drinking tea. But then eventually she starts drinking coffee again Mm -hmm. with young Jane when she's like,
5: I can't believe I ever gave this up. Coffee, black. I thought you gave it up. I've decided to revive a few of my old habits. Oh, what else besides the coffee? Oh, well. I used to be much more idealistic. I took a lot of risks. And I,
3: I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. I think that's
5: great. Uh, and she, yeah, she,
3: she sort of rethinks her, she, she's doubting herself because her younger self is challenging her mm-hmm. on her own arrogance and mm. um, sort of bloody-mindedness. And, yeah, all that stuff's great. And Janeway's a great character, and having double Janeway,
1: is oh, all yeah. the better,
3: and yeah. any scene where they're together, like all that stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. I think.
4: Mm-hmm. I love. Uh, I love the Jane way. The old Jane way, basically going on a suicide mission into the uh, Borg hive.
1: Yeah, pretty badass. Isn't the, it?
4: Yeah, that's just yeah, it's great.
1: It's yes,
3: exciting. yeah. And I, I like. I like the the kind of complicated. uh sort of rug pulling, confusing Mm. plan that they have.
4: But it makes sense all the way
3: through. It does make sense. And I like that they get one up Mm. on the on the Board Queen. Mm. And even though she gets all confused about time travel and uh, lies down and dies. She does, yeah, she does I guess we'll get (laughs) we'll get into that. But um, but yeah, I I I like that I think all that that Mm. story stuff works and it's it's a little bit rushed. And crammed in, but but actually, it, you, you could argue it, the other side of it. it it's fast-paced and it, it plays out quickly. And um, yeah, I li- I liked it. Mm. I thought actually that that all that stuff works pretty well. It's, it's a great moment when you realise
2: actually the good guys had a plan all along. Mm.
3: And,
2: yeah, and I like I, I love that bit in Ratha Khan where um, Kirk and everyone bring back to the Enterprise and they explain the code thing that him, Kirk and Spock had done and you realise shit they were playing Kahn the whole time and now we're going to go kick some ass and it's kind of that moment being like oh they were on it all the time
3: <laughs> yeah 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 that kind of stuff can really work I think if mm. you sell it I think Endgame does, does sell that well yeah yeah, yeah. I like, you know I'm, I mean I like I like seeing the characters older and in the future and i i i buy into the idea that older janeway has problems getting over the fact that seven didn't
1: come back yes.
3: with her and I, I initially one of my moans about endgame was that my like, janeway wouldn't this is stupid janeway wouldn't go back in time just to save like some extra cream it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense why would she do that But actually, it does make sense. She would do that because Seven is like a daughter to her,
4: basically. Yeah,
3: and the fact that that Seven didn't make it back would have would have destroyed her to the. If you think about what you'd do, you know, for your own children, Mm -hmm. would you would you go back in time and risk the I don't know, like the temporal? yeah, of course you would. Whatever, I mean, you'd do you do whatever you had to do yeah. to save yeah. that person's life, wouldn't you? And it's, I actually believe Janeway would do that. It's, it's entirely
2: consistent yeah. all the time. You know, she's been like, get this crew home. We got to get this crew home. Um, mm. I noticed that there's a number of, like, non-main character crew died, and she hasn't come back in time for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just the senior crew. No,
4: She could have should've, gone back to that save that Seska.
2: Never Ses- did that, did she? Or well, Carrie? Ses- Carrie only died a few episodes earlier in season seven. Oh,
4: well, she didn't. Right, yeah. See, mm, yeah. What about Kez? Was Kes ever really part of the crew? I don't know. But also, Kez went off and did her own thing, and then came back and was crazy.
3: And yeah. Then,
4: did she die, or did she just go? No, she. Again?
3: I think she like got superpowers. And Sisko was a. The, yeah, I Seska know. Sisko was but...
4: a, you know. Not a great person.
3: She was all the way back in season one as yeah. well, so I guess <laughs> he doesn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. What about the person who was murdered by, um, uh, what's his name? Wormtongue, uh, Brad Uh <sighs> Oh, yeah. I, care. And in fact, <laughs> Brad Dourif himself. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Brad Dourif murdered a load of Kazon. So You need to. Yeah. Oh, so maybe mad. older JMO was like, ah, you know what?
4: He did what he, lo- he died doing fuck what yeah. he loved.
3: She's like I'll go back to season seven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they were all the good ones, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who didn't survive that long,
3: fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um, I have to admit, like when I when I first watched this episode, um, I really loved the bit where Voyager gets all the upgrades and it just goes mm. back into that sort of yeah. Borg nebula and has no problem demolishing yeah. Borg cubes and everything oh, it's God, pretty yeah. cool Transphasic torpedoes yeah although we keep to shit I've,
3: I feel like I've flip flopped over the years as to whether I think that's cool or whether that's like the ultimate mm-hmm. weakening yeah. of the Borg and like yeah. everything I hate <laughs> about what they did with the Borg. Yeah. but that, actually but, yeah. rewatching it this time I do like it. They because... would,
4: wouldn't they? They would try their damnedest to find a weapon that could beat the book.
3: And and they do say but like Janeway does say like they they do adapt to it mm. eventually. Because like, because the, the Borg Queen is already they're already trying to find ways to adapt to this new mm. armour that Voyager has and they, they will be successful. I think there's a line where Janeway admits that. So actually it's only a temporary one up mm. that she's got the Borg. It's just that because she's come back in time she knows that this will be the thing they can use against the yeah. on this occasion
5: while you're all standing around reaming up fantasy tactical scenarios the queen is studying her scans of our armor and weapons and she's probably got the entire collective working on a way to counter them so take the ship back into that nebula and go home before it's too late uh
3: so actually it does make them super powerful but the the powerful thing about the Borg is that they, they can adapt to anything, mm-hmm. and that, that isn't undermined, no. as long as you remember, as long as you take a step back.
2: I think, I think the bigger problem there is Janeway's actions, or future Janeway's actions there, give the Borg an edge in adapting to a technology the Federation hasn't even invented yet to fight the Borg. -hmm. That's got to have a potential knock-on effect in ongoing
3: Borg engagements, isn't it? That's true. But I I have to admit, I do like the visual of Voyager applying its ablative armor. It's like (laughs) Mm, very, very cool. Very sort of physical. And then, um, yeah, and then I love them being able to destroy Borg cubes with just a couple of torpedoes. That is cool. I, I, okay, I will I will give it that That is cool <laughs> They're apparently
2: going to do similar scenes for First Contact Where the quantum torpedoes were just blowing cubes up in a single hit But um, yeah. they scaled that back So instead of having multiple cubes They just had the one and,
3: yeah, Okay, do you think that was a budget thing?
2: Uh, possibly, yeah I mean, possibly Obviously with First Contact The uh, the, the battle of, of Earth wasn't the main story, ultimately
3: So yeah. they probably scaled it back a bit yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess they didn't want to spend loads of time on that. And yeah, like you say, that wasn't what the story was really. There, there's a bit of there's a bit of sort of teasing in the in Endgame towards the end with the idea that Voyager might not make it home. And I guess that isn't as effective when you know that they do. Hmm. But I still like it. I like that they i like that they milked that drama a little bit because yeah. there's that, that sort of bit right at the end there's even some dialogue where janeway is like what's our position and paris says right where we right where we plan
5: to be mr paris what's our position right where we expect it to be the transwarp network has been obliterated captain We'll celebrate
3: later. Mm. He doesn't say we're inside the Borg Cuban at the Borg, Borg Sphere, and then we're going to blow up the Borg Sphere and fly out of the explosion. It's going to look so fucking cool, <laughs> just like we planned it would. He just says we're right where we were meant to be. Um, not getting unlike winks to the audience. <laughs> oh, we could be still in the Delta Quadrant, or maybe we made it home. We're not going to say yet. How um, did they
4: know that sphere was going to come down?
3: Nah. When um, they just did no uh, Seven. Oh,
4: okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> I I think all I think all that stuff's quite quite effective, even, even in retrospect. And I, I enjoy the the sort of playfulness of that that yeah.
4: And there's a little um, bit between Seven and Neelix that I like. Oh, you right. Find yeah. out about what Neelix is doing. Yeah, and how he's getting on. And um yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And Blana has a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind um, of important. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I quite like the 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 silly contrivance that she has that like during the end battle sequence. <laughs> like at the least convenient time. So yeah, of course why not? Why not do the most dramatic thing that you can possibly Absolutely, do? Yeah.
1: Um,
3: the baby. I didn't mind. I thought that worked pretty well. I, I, think, I think we've talked in the past about how like a finale, like a good finale kind of serves its characters well and it's, and it's all about the characters. And I, I don't know if Endgame quite manages to do that, but it's certainly you certainly get some really good character stuff with Janeway. You do. I think you get more characters. The problem...
4: I think is that you get more character stuff with the, uh, with future Janeway and her future cohorts,
1: yeah,
4: uh, who possibly uh, don't exist in the same way, or at least don't exist is it exist in the timeline that she's trying to set up. Yeah, in the same way, you don't know how you you see how these characters turn out, and yet. You know they're not going to go down the same route as if if she gets it right, they're not yeah. going to go down that same route. So you don't actually know how they're going to turn out. Um,
3: that that makes me think of a actually on the the Twitter feed, Rick, um, where you you because you'd posted about our recording tonight. There was someone who'd commented about they the big problem with the sort of paradox that Endgame mm. creates and doesn't solve, um, and I think.
2: Yes, yeah. um, it's, we are Starfleet baguettes. Um, yeah. In, in answer to the question, which is better, Caretaker or Endgame? Um, it's a, it's caretaker, it says Caretaker is not one that creates a temporal paradox that's never been resolved.
3: Mm. Uh, so I, I think that temporal paradox is the idea that... So, so in the episode, they seem to be saying that if Janeway, a future Janeway manages to change the past, then... Everything that um, happened in her timeline didn't really happen. Therefore, how could she come back and change the past? And I, yeah, that's the paradox. I think why if that didn't happen, how did future Janeway ever exist to exactly. come back?
0: But it depends that? on I'm... what model of time travel yeah. that we're yeah. we're deciding is might. is yeah. prime because she, because the Janeway that we meet in this in this in Endgame dies so she mm-hmm. doesn't go so she would ever she would only ever go back to the timelines that she knew however in timeless there is that idea that if you change something then you completely rewrite the timeline so yeah i'm not sure if star trek's had a consistent attitude to time travel <laughs> and it's vexed. No.
3: no and the borg queen <clears throat> seems to think that that Is the kick because she does say in her sort of dying words Mm. uh, when when Janeway's unleashed future Janeway's unleashed that virus and she she lies down on the floor Mm -hmm. and basically says Captain Janeway
5: is about to die. If she has no future, you will never exist, and nothing that you've done here today will happen.
3: But, but actually, but then if you think about it, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why she's so smug about that. Because <laughs> I
1: don't understand?
3: No, because well, if I mean, if if past Jane, if future Janeway has changed the past anyway, then future Janeway doesn't exist in that mm, version of that time version travel. Of time. But if you.
4: I love the way we're all talking about it, as if we absolutely <laughs> yeah. know, we understand right, how the mechanisms of time travel. Of yeah.
3: course, we're experts. <laughs> what an <in> idiot. <laughs> yes. Obviously, so we've watched a lot of Star Trek.
2: Yeah. I mean, as Rick says, Star Trek's been inconsistent with its models of time travel.
3: Yeah.
2: It's used various if, ones.
3: If you, if you assume instead that uh, future Janeway came back in time... And by meddling with the timeline, she creates an alternate branching timeline,
1: uh-huh.
3: a la Back to the Future 2, when Duck is drawing on the, on the blackboard. Then that basically works, because that that future Janeway could still have come back in time to that point
1: mm-hmm.
3: and changed time, uh, changed, changed what happened and then died. And that, that timeline easy. can still exist in a parallel universe, mm-hmm. but then this new version of history yeah. could also still exist. It's like It's kind of the same way you can make sense of yesterday's Enterprise as well, and and timeless, and most other time.
0: <laughs> but I guess it could, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think Janeway is changing it in such a way that it gets it gets them home much earlier than was going to happen. It's it's not just the say it's not just this preventing the deaths of Chakotay and Seven, is it? It's, it means that they get home much earlier than they were they would have done. Mm. Yeah. So it's not trying to avoid a bump in the road by let's just get around this bit where this horrible stuff happens and but you'll you'll still get home in twenty three years time. It's it's a drastic change, isn't it? So did more did do more drastic changes create completely separate timelines or do they just do they still have bits of yeah i mean in this case i guess it's a completely different because it so like 16 years of events won't happen but i guess in other adjustments yeah i don't know yeah
3: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's interesting and I, I don't i don't think they they don't really explain it in the episode in any satisfactory way no so i think you have to make sense of it in your own head canon really don't you
0: yeah i mean i I like i like time travel stories where the time travel might be successful but the universe will still adjust to sort of make certain things happen so i mean chakotay and seven might still die (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, like they get home earlier, but then I don't know. They, they have like a really stupid accident at home. <laughs> like they, they, well, they... Yeah.
3: that's that's a good point. I mean, future Janeway has no guarantee that <laughs> her actions, this new timeline that she's created, is going to be better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Seven and Chakota could have died. You know, they they could have the Voyager could have could have been blown up trying to get back through the transwarp hub and, and no one could have made it home.
0: Yeah, Voyager getting home earlier could have set up a whole new set of problems. Yeah.
3: Like, they might just
0: crash into space dock.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but you know, Paris maybe may be, he's just
0: had a baby, his mind's
2: not on the job.
3: And I guess
0: he must like, be exhausted. Yeah, yeah. That's ironic, yeah. considering his mind was pretty much only on the job. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Up until that point.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. I
2: mean, because we mentioned, I mentioned it, I put it on Twitter about it, and um, Overnight Joe on Twitter did, did highlight the Tom Paris family as a thing. So, um, you know, when you compare Tom Paris and the pilot to, by the end, he's married, having a yeah. child. That's, that's a journey he's been on And I'm, yeah. I'm not the yeah. biggest Tom Paris Fan in the world, in fact I kind of Generally dislike him <laughs> um, Yeah I said it um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I probably might get some hate on Twitter for this But yeah, you know, I've never liked Tom Paris Even by the end um, He was the, the, the whole Lothario thing that uh, We were talking about in the pilot episode It's just like I just, I just never warmed to him and honestly, I kind of always felt that Balana could have done better. So there
3: yeah, I said it, was, it.
4: It was a small pool she was fishing from, wasn't it? To be
2: fair. <laughs> this is very true. Yes,
3: yeah. I happen to know that that uh, Rick Everson has some feelings for Balana, and I feel no they way. they may have clouded his what? judgment. Uh, it tarnished his vision of, of Tom Paris. <laughs> Uh, that, is. that is a there true is. thing a that we're
4: saying. <laughs> a little bit of jealousy there, right? yeah. A little bit <laughs> makes you bitter, doesn't
0: it? I, I know, I know what you mean, though, Rick. I mean, I I do think um, I like the episode Thirty Days, which is a Tom Paris heavy episode. I I, I think it's a good episode. I do think he gets better as a character, but he still has that sort of I don't know, like he still has that sort of um alpha male bullshit about him that i'm not a huge fan of um
1: mm.
0: especially in season one like um like i did there's just some stuff that comes out that's just a bit a bit, a bit cringy yeah to, to hear I from feel. someone and it, not even in a not even in that not even in that sort of blokey sense it's just a it's just a, it's just odd for a character to talk like that and i mean i don't th- i can't mm. i can't remember characters in you know in the original series talking like that at all and and i would say the original series is probably the one that gets the most attention for the era in which it was made but i can't remember characters talking like that at all very much in the original series like paris does
2: uh we could we could get into the way that some in the original series some of the the characters talk in ways that are appalling and inappropriate um but that's not that's not for this particular episode um but I think 30 Days is a great one because it is a good episode and Paris does really shine in it. What bothers me is he's busted back down to Ensign in that episode. And then by the end of season six, it's, there's this whole flipping bit where he, get, he comes on for his bridge and they're like, oh, you're, you're 40 seconds late for your duty shift. And there's this little box on his chair and he's basically been promoted back to lieutenant and um and then like after they've all gone oh well done congratulations harry's like i didn't notice a box in my chair and they all laugh and i'm just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. A fucking joke to you because actually he deserves that promotion
0: far more than paris <laughs> yeah. deserves it back yeah a, that's true even like, in um, <laughs> early, on, early on in voyager he gets made lieutenant after being a prisoner
3: <laughs> yeah yeah but it just, yeah, basically, they, they trust the man who's just come out of prison
0: <laughs> more
3: than than the dedicated Starfleet after Harry Kim. <clears throat> doesn't this concrete
4: it in real life, though? That it doesn't yes. matter whether you're fucking good at your
3: job or it's not.
0: Who you know. well,
3: it's
4: who you know. It's who you know. It's how well you can bullshit. That is yeah.
3: relatable, isn't it? Yeah. Harry Kim is a relatable character because sometimes you're stuck in a job that you, sh- you should have got a promotion, yeah. you've done your time, You've done your job just fine. You just haven't got noticed. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, Rick, did you did you reveal the results of the poll? About have I have I forgotten you saying that? I haven't
2: revealed. Um, Okay. So do it. So I'm just going to highlight again because we talked about. um, We mentioned. Trekkie Rob tweeted us about this, and I didn't say what he said about the finale. He says uh, seeing an alternate future and two Janeways get the crew home was brilliant. Admiral Janeway equals badass. Which I think someone already attributed badass to her when we are talking. Um, uh, was not many others. Um, we are Starfleet Baguette said there wasn't really an, an ending for many characters, ultimately, because the, the paradox is not resolved, so we don't see, which is kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah you know. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Will, you, you tweeted about the poor Queen and <laughs> her <ended. laughs> She lies down on the floor and gets confused about time travel.
3: <laughs> Which basically, yeah, does sum that up nicely. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: So,
3: yeah. Forgets, she forgets that the Borg can time travel. That was another little thing. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Can't the Borg travel in time? <laughs> well, Why can't she just... Be fair. Yeah, but but they, that means they have that tool. That means that, like, surely anyone in the collective who has... The, the, the Borg collective have that knowledge... So, so surely They could do it Why, why didn't the Borg Queen just go back in time And, and stop where does Janeway that, from Deploying the lie? Where
4: does it actually lie though In um, This is a genuine question Where does the finale Of Voyager lie In, in regards To first contact
2: First in contact regard- happens Before Voyager first meets A Borg cube
4: uh, Okay
2: because they, they use all the upgraded Borg drone suits in Voyager.
0: But even if the Borg had start, had time travel technology, which we've seen them using first contact, they must have had the even a even a gestalt consciousness, even the collective will go, Well, wait a minute, what if we do something, how does that affect us? <laughs> what form of time travel are we using? <laughs> are we are we going back and causing the thing that we want to prevent? Maybe um, that's a good
1: train. Are we maybe. are we
0: teaming up with a are we teaming up with the mad professor, and <laughs> then and then having an awkward time with our mother?
3: Um, yeah. Well, is maybe it like yeah. a hot tub
0: time machine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Borg collect. Maybe you know the, the Borg are pretty smart. Maybe they've kind of they've thought the the risks outweigh the benefits for time travel. It didn't work out when they went back in time in first contact Mm -hmm. they didn't win and so maybe they they sort of in their sort of binary thinking they're like well let's rule out time travel because
0: Mm -hmm. it's too risky too complicated yeah yeah. Yeah. because it's either because because from all the and all the cultures they've assimilated there must be so many different versions of time travel from Mm. from like ghosts ghosts that warn you about your your ill deeds to <laughs> so, i don't know yeah like a hot tub like how can we possibly use time travel we don't know the rules <laughs> yeah.
3: maybe they couldn't manufacture a delorean uh, properly as well like, like maybe they were sort of practical
0: maybe yeah maybe they can't get like the 1.21 1. gigawatts <laughs> of energy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that
3: works in my yeah, head uh, okay yeah, I'll, I'll accept so that But yeah, so... oh, sorry rick i think you i think ages ago you were going to reveal the result of the, uh... <laughs> oh yeah i
2: forgot about that um so yeah we had 38 votes and the final result is uh it's it's a tie 50 percent exactly
0: <laughs> right so that means we get to decide right there's four of us so we get the casting votes
3: oh I don't want that decision (laughs) all right I I, I do want the decision I would I'd vote for Caretaker caretaker, yeah Yeah, I vote for Caretaker
2: Um, I kind of want to give Endgame a vote just out of sympathy now so I'm going to
0: and it makes no difference (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I do I mean I do like Endgame despite the last hour and 25 minutes (laughs) <laughs> um, I do like that episode I do it's just um, I guess I guess it's the thing being a Star Trek fan is that you you you, you have the luxury of being able to sort of crit- criticise the thing you love
3: <laughs> yeah and I mean as we were saying you know endings are harder than uh, e- beginnings yeah and
0: yeah.
3: I, I don't think Endgame is a bad season finale by any stretch no. I, I think just isn't a great one, hmm. but I don't. I don't dislike it enough to print and to annoy me. I, I, you know, it's. I, I think it's a good episode, and it's own right. And I think it's a. It's a solid finale. It's just not a not a brilliant finale. It's. It's hard though because you look at TNG's uh, All Good Things. Might be the greatest. TV finale in the history of TV. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you top that? You know, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: and and there's always there's there's always the fact that a finale is the end, and that's always going to bring sadness. That's a
3: really good point. It's
4: always going to colour your opinion of it because you don't you know if it's something you love, you don't want it to end. So the finale's it's it's a it's a real mixed bag that's a really good
3: point and maybe that's what i love about all good things in that it it doesn't end the story because they they knew that they were making a bunch of movies Mm. after the series ended so it doesn't end the story and that that is a good point maybe the best kind of season finale is the is an ending that's not really an ending
4: Mm. well yeah i mean look at firefly it never, you know, it, its season finale was was an awesome film. Yeah. Because the TV series never got an ending, therefore there was no disappointing episode.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You had to bring
2: firefly up. Now I'm I, sad. I had to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: I'm sad like Jacotay.
3: Oh, don't die, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you are you going to go back in time? I then? will.
4: I will make that never happen. Jeez,
3: <laughs> just go back in time to this moment where you made Rick Sands. Yeah,
4: no, but I've got to go forward in time in order to get the technology to go back in time. Ah,
3: jeez, this is forward. going to get convoluted. You're going to have to lie down on the floor <laughs> and explode like the Borg Queen did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we've. we've um, Guys, it's it's nearly one o'clock, and we've all got to go to work tomorrow. So oh god, yeah. We should finish this. Also, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, does anyone? I don't even want to ask this question. Does anyone have any final thoughts <laughs> about Endgame?
0: Uh, I'm I'm good actually. Yeah, I'm, I think we've covered everything.
3: Yeah. For yeah. That. Yeah. Me too. I think I think we really talked this one up. Uh, in as as much depth as we could. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. Um, great. Let's finish there, shall we? Mm. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And we're we're going to be back in the future with more uh, 10 backward episodes. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. We don't know what they're going to be yet, but they're going to be about Star Trek. Definitely going to be about Star Trek. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Let's um, let's
0: wrap it up. We'll see you again next time. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
1: Okay, Cheers.
5: Do you realise how incredible this is? A past tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum.
4: Oh, no. I will say. I will say.
0: Fewer things. Fewer things.
4: Okay.
0: Enough of this self-indulgence. Fool.
3: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at on a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Wilt Herland, Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick, and Rick Palmer's Twitter is at MrImhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope
2: you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon, uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects, like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we are going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash uh, If you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us on so however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third-party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic
3: and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the Ten Backward Crew.
0: Let's make sure history never forgets
3: the name. Ten Backward. Laddie, Don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward.
5: Set a course. For home.